Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, Kristen Studdard. That's me. Hi, Kristen. Hello. Uh, We are in the thick of it. It's nomination season. The nominees have been announced. We've had a few weeks to digest them. Uh, If you're just joining us for the first time, the whole deal is that I am obsessed with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Kristen... I am not. I, I'm solidly in the not obsessed category. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting into the tolerates it as a concept category. Every once in a while, we get bursts of you caring for real, and it is, if I may, very funny. <laughs> it is upsetting because you find yourself because I find myself uh-huh. wondering who I am and how I have spent 27 hours of my life plus talking and thinking about this institution. It's to me beautiful. <laughs> what a delight. Uh, let's let's bring in our guest for this episode, a uh, very talented musician, a friend to all comedians, I would say. <laughs> uh, we're so excited and happy to have him. It's Michael Cronin. Hey. Hello. Hey, now. Yeah. Michael, thank you for, for joining us yeah. and being Thanks a part of this. Uh, I recognize you, like probably many of our guests, maybe don't necessarily have a connection to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> no. or even... Almost like most no. people, I would say. I'd say plenty of folks. Or even much of an awareness, but I, I guess I don't really know. I would love to, just to start off, get a sense of your thoughts on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, what you even know about it, because it is kind of a, a secretive institution that... Yeah. Uh, the, the secret cabal. It hides in the shadows of pop culture, but... I'd love to hear. I think it was only like the last, maybe last year when I started to try to look into how the voting went. Wait, and why? Just, um, I think it was, I was confused about the nominees. <laughs> great. Okay, great, sure. Great. Uh-huh. This is a good place maybe to start. Maybe a little confused about the, uh, the whoever gets in. Mm-hmm. I forget who it was last year. So, I, uh, yeah, so last year we had Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. The Moody Blues, Dire Straits, The Cars, and Nina Simone. It was a terrible okay. year. It was and not it a was great year. It was the first Dark. year that I ever cared about it. Care in quotes. Yeah, that the, I made her it care. It was the first year that this, when we paid attention, and it was a very bad year, and it was a boring ceremony. Yes. And if you also, if you look at the nominees from last year, yeah. it's like a much better list. That's that's you that's where like, my conflict was at in my in my head. Was there anybody nominated last year? Do you remember anyone nominated last year that you were like, oh, I hope they get in? And then you were, were like, cool, the Moody Blues. Like the 
Joe can probably tell you off, bands off the top of that his head. weren't going to get in. What? Well, well, I mean, the biggest snub of last year, not necessarily a punk band, but Radiohead was up. Oh, okay. They did not get and in. They did not get in. And they, that was a huge... They had to make space surprising. for the Moody Blues and Dire Straits. Of course. We, we need <laughs> Makes to honor sense. these yeah. legends. Their legacies. Um, but are Radiohead nominated again? They are they nominated are. again. Okay. I, You um, know, last year I would have said they get in immediately just because they're Radiohead. Right. Uh, now, I don't know what to believe. I'm predicting that they'll get inducted again. <laughs> Who knows? But if they didn't get when were they? They were my. Did I pick them? No, I picked, in the draft. Yeah, we did. Do a, I have Michael? Them? We did a draft. Oh yeah, we did a draft. Yes. Who do I have? Do you? Re- I oh. know I have. I have. You have the zombies. The zombies and, and do you? Have, you do. Have, you do have Radiohead. I think. And do I also? You have, have one more. Do I have LL Cool J as well? You do have. LL I think cool I have LL Cool J as well. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Three all... of the five, six people I drafted are nominated this year. Yeah. It's made so, good numbers. Uh, this is last year's draft. This it, is this year's. This so year's all those year's bands year. are nominated again, oh, and were nominated last year. Wow. Okay. So yeah, the Zombies and Radiohead and LL Cool J were all on the ballot last year. Lost out to Bon Jovi. Yeah. Uh, same with uh, Judas Priest and the Eurythmics and uh, you know Link Ray, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, a lot of Rage will get in this year, don't you think? I do not. Think. Oh boy. How many? How many do they? Is it six each year? It's five, five at most six. Okay. They did five last it's year. It's like five, five and then a woman. Or it's like, <laughs> okay. it's kind of the, the, the five the to- that it is. Five yeah. yeah. Or it's like five and then a person of color. Or five and then a woman of color, which was last um, year. That's right. Well, you know, it was, Nina, Nina the, was part of the five. Yes. Uh, and the then they and then added they had... an additional black woman with sister Rosetta Tharp. And that was That's... cool. I enjoyed learning about her. She was neat. She mm-hmm. was the coolest thing that I saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, a part of the induction that the hall controls, you know, because it was in a special category. So instead okay. of making the the voting body is bad and it's mostly comprised of people who have already been inducted. Oh. So, you know, it's like the dudes from Journey and, and Yes oh. voting. They each get okay. a vote. And then all of the different no bases that they've, that they've had over time also get a vote. And... Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a messed up process because the nominee list tends to be pretty good, you sure. know, and then and that's, you know, that comes from a group of about 30 people who kind of know what they're talking about. Yeah. Journalists and some musicians and uh, industry people. Okay. And then that list goes out to the voting body, which includes mostly people who've been inducted in addition to other, you know, music people. Okay. And then the, those people usually fuck it up. They usually they tend to pick the now, five. This year it would be incredibly hard to fuck up. Yes. This year for some reason the not not for I mean I like to think it's because I started paying attention. Mm-hmm. This You're getting year, your voice out there and the people are listening. <laughs> people are listening. I've got a lot of sway. Um It would be it would be much more difficult to fuck this year up yeah. than than in previous years. Like, yeah, looking at the nominees, it looks it looks like it's someone decent. someone decent will get in. Yeah, at least two decent. I think it would be really hard to get all five. I don't mm-hmm. think that you could make a list of five. So we tried this before, and I think we should try it again. Okay. Okay. Try to make the most boring uh, list out of the nominees that so we can. The ones that will win. So, I I mean, I think, I, I've said it before, I don't I don't dislike Def Leppard. Uh, but if you want to look oh, here. I'll, I'll pull it up. You're pull, yeah, pull up okay. the list. 
So Def Leppard, I think, is definitely getting in, just based on what we know about the voting body and who they tend to vote okay. in. I feel like if they vote in Bon Jovi, they're going to vote in Def Leppard. Yeah. I think Def Leppard's way better than Bon Jovi, and I don't I don't care He's as much. He's got a big old soft spot for, for Def Leppard. He mm. likes him. But if we're making a disappointing list of inductees, I think <laughs> I would put Def Leppard in there. Okay. I think then, I mean, after that, I think... Although I like Todd Rundgren, like he does kind of represent dad rock in a way. I don't know. I just I like I like him more than a lot of things. I like But him what too, about the what about the the I list? Know. I know I'm looking at the list. I'm like so That's I, the thing. If he gets in, we can't really I wouldn't be, upset. be even that mad. I wouldn't be mad at all. I think Hello It's Me is one of I just love that song. I talk about it every time it comes up. He comes up. Um I think uh Stevie Nicks mm-hmm. is, you know, she's in with Fleetwood Mac already. I don't know that her solo career is that exciting, especially compared to the other artists here. Oh, that's interesting. So they're already in, of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I was. I mean, say Edge of Seventeen there. is a, like, I mean, it 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 slaps. Yeah. Uh, I think is what the kids would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, and it gave us Bootylicious as well. I would. I would be. Yeah. It. it I would be less excited though about <laughs> her than anyone. And I also, I mean, I hate to do this. I think Rufus with Shaka Khan would be cool, but like, how many songs by Rufus can you can you name? That I feel for you. That's yeah. Shaka Khan Shaka solo. Khan solo. So what? What's Rufus? Rufus is tell me something good. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And what else? And then I think ain't nobody is technically Rufus. Okay, but that's Shaka Khan. That yeah. They all I are. Mean, <laughs> I think it's technically together. Rufus. Yeah. But again, it's like, mm, do you how many? I think Rufus is good. It'd still be hard to screw this up. There really isn't. I wouldn't be... I mean, I just wouldn't be mad about five... You can't put together a list from this list. You cannot pare this down. If Janet Jackson doesn't get in, I will genuinely be angry. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I have a lot of anger about her, you know, dismissal already. Uh, Her lack of inclusion. I'm pretty mad. Uh, Even the fan vote is not doing poorly like it's looking at who they're picking because that's a good judge for what kind of the populist picks are yeah like if a bunch of uh bored retired dads are just on here voting constantly can you vote online too it's not just at the hall so this is you just looked at me like i was insane that i did not know (laughs) you have to visit the hall (laughs) he just (laughs) so there is like i should know i i went to the hall i went to the hall because i was visiting someone in cleveland um it wasn't like a pilgrimage so no there is a there is (laughs) (laughs) there is an online fan vote it's online as well so that's separate from the hall it's completely separate because this is voting on the actual nominees you know oh, I mean? like once oh. the nominees have been out, then yes, all of then online you can go on and vote. and the wherever this lands, the top five vote getters comprise one ballot. The fans get one ballot that oh, counts as part like of one, <laughs> one out of one, a thousand one thousandth of a <laughs> yeah. vote. Oh, the and like oh. each fan who votes gets one one thousandth of one one thousandth of a vote, or like one one hundred thousandth yes. of one one thousandth of a vote. Uh, but you can, if when you look at the the results of the fan vote, you can kind of tell uh, who's going to get maybe three out of five of the slots based on because it's a good judge of like populism. Can we see and, the yeah. vote right now? I will. I'll. Well, you want me to start from number five and I'll just count it down for you. Yeah. So Ooh, coming in at number yeah. five. Oh, wait, can I guess? Wait, can I guess what the top five? Oh, of, for sure. You should both. You should are? both try okay, to guess. Great. 
Um, okay. Uh, I think that uh, coming in at number five is going to be Rage Against the Machine. Do you want to just tell me the five okay. that you think? I think it's. Uh, I think. I think the number one from the fan, I'm going to go one, two, three, four, five. Number okay. one from the fans, I think it's going to be Def Leppard. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think is going to be Stevie Nicks. Mm -hmm. Number three, I think is Rage. Four, Zombies. Five, Janet Jackson. Okay. Michael, Very what do you think? Okay. This is based on. This is hard. I just think of that because I know that Janet Jackson has a very active online fan community, mm -hmm. and I think that could, you know, maybe override the dad vote. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Also, maybe dads got excited when they saw her single boob for a second mm -hmm. on... See that ninja star on that nipple? Yeah. So dads are number one for Def Leppard. That's what for I you. think. Okay. But this is just... But, the, Michael, you, you let yeah. yourself... You let yourself. Comprise let your mind what wander. you think the, the public at large would vote. All right. Number five, we got The Cure. Are you oh. gonna say the cure at number five? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> number four, we got Devo. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I could. I think that you're letting your heart be your guide. This is my. This heart. is your wishful public, uh, huh? Number three is. Uh, that's probably. It's probably Janet Jackson. Okay. I think. She, uh, number two. Do you, do you think it's Radiohead? Are they making it? Uh, <laughs> Lock, locking in with Radiohead for number two. And what do you think the number one number vote getter is? Number one is Janet Jackson. Did I say that? I think you, you did. did. <laughs> she was number three, This I think. is really scientific. She was number three. That was one number ago. Um, let's just say MC5, number one. <laughs> All right, I so legit, good guess. See, I don't know how to. I don't know how to pick this. It's hard to get in the heads of these. Um... You you have to think uh, dumb, dumb. Yeah, you I gotta think you got to like, think like super basic like knowledge. What somebody at what someone everyone's heard of. What someone that like maybe at a state fair. Yeah, that the, yeah, someone that would play fair. a state fair. Yeah, wow. interesting. If I you... actually think the state fair circuit is a good predictor. That puts this. I did I say the zombies in mine? Um, I think so. Yes, you did. Okay, because I think that that's a, a good predictor of like who mm -hmm. would, like kind of who could do the state fair circuit. Okay. Yeah, it's like who does everyone know? Who do people recognize? That's kind of a, a good uh, check mark. Okay. So that being said, uh, the band with the least amount of votes in the fan vote is mc5 <laughs> yeah <laughs> they are <laughs> now i mean a lot of people are voting uh on this sense, thing I they i mean they have the least amount of votes with yeah forty thousand seven hundred ninety nine. dang which is a lot wow it's a lot of votes but it goes mc5 and then the this the second to last is Kraftwerk, and yeah. then yeah, and then okay. rufus and then john prine that makes sense because those are yeah. four like relatively That's, obscure if you don't yeah. know your music shit yeah uh, then after that is LL Cool J, which LL, but is, the ladies love him. They do, I've heard, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's uh, an anti-rap bias from the people who are voting. Ah, yeah, the state fair crowd, if you will. That's how I'm going to label them now. <laughs> <laughs> the next is Roxy Music. Uh, this is all making a lot of sense. And then the next after that is Rage Against the Machine. Dang. Pretty low, and then Radiohead. Dang. Then Devo. Whoa, Devo ahead of Radiohead and Rage in the yeah. fan vote. 
I, I think it's that older older set. Yeah, I think so too. Might be time. Then Janet coming in at number six. All right. And then she she has one hundred and three thousand one hundred and twenty eight, and then a pretty big jump to number five. The zombies Ooh. of one hundred twenty seven one hundred five. Yeah. The people are. I think that they're gonna get in this year. I really do. It, it, yeah, I mean, and not just for my fantasy draft. <laughs> then the next, and not just because they've been interacting with you on Twitter, <laughs> but like they have. The, yeah, the zombies are—they have an active <laughs> social media. Surprisingly, yeah. Uh, someone who's running, whoever's running the zombies Twitter is yeah, like doing a good job. Yeah, they gets it. They gets it. They gets it. Uh, <laughs> then a pretty big jump to number four, The Cure. Joe, okay. one hundred forty-three thousand six hundred sixty-seven. Did you not pick the cure this year? You didn't. Did uh, not you? in my. I uh, not in the draft of six. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. Uh, and then number three, pretty neck and neck with the cure, Todd Rundgren. Dang. That's surprising. But I guess that like it's not dad good. rock. You know, yeah. it is. It's appealing to dads. And then one and two. Uh, number two is Stevie Nicks. Number one is Def Leppard. So you got that yeah, on point. Yeah, it's gonna Kristen. be Stevie and Def. Yeah, I think they're going to – I think – yeah, I don't know. Based on what I know, which is too much, I think it's going to be them. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting in. I think they're getting in. And then beyond that, it's like – I mean, what's a, what's the top five? It's uh, Stevie – Def Leppard, Stevie Nicks, Todd Rundgren, The Cure, and The Zombies. <sighs> that is kind of the most boring of the way you could do it. Like, to me, that's, like, fine, but it I leaves mean, you, out the, a lot of the exciting ones. But The Cure, the, as you know, The Cure, I think, but is... But The Cure getting in would be really the, great. That would be incredible. And it would open the tributary for a lot of bands that we mm-hmm. both like a lot. <laughs> have, they, have they been nominated before? They were nominated once in 2012. Okay. Yeah. They are make Joe's biggest snub. They I are th- who they think... That's who he thinks should be in it the most. That has not been. Ooh. You could uh, throw you could throw me uh, a name of an artist that's not in the hall, and I could come up with a reason why I think they're not in. But if you, the Cure, I can't. That's like, and also Radiohead at this point. Radiohead might be a bigger snub. I mean, but it's been so short lived. But, but the Cure have been long standing. But is snub. there is there a time? Is there is it true? Is there like a twenty? You have to. Wait, 20 years? 25. 25 years? After your first, first recording. Album? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So when was when was Radiohead? Uh... Radiohead became eligible last year. Oh, And so okay. they, were, they were nominated the first year of eligibility. That's okay. what we like to call FYE. Okay. If you are <laughs> first, first year eligible. First year eligible. And you get in. And you get in, you're That's an FYE. huge. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's on that list? Who's FYE so, this year? There are no FYEs this None. year. None. Oh. Who was oh. eligible that didn't get nommed? Cheryl Crow. Yes. Outcast. I remember that. Outcast. That's Outcast, right. I thought was going to be on the ballot just because I think really? they're so great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there is a real anti rap bias. So Outcast and this. Snoop Dogg were both eligible this year. Um, so was Beck, which seemed like wow, he Wow, those are all been. people I would have. I could see Beck in the next like five, ten years. Maybe. I think so. Does he show up to events? Mm-hmm. He uh, performed at the Lou Reed. Uh, tribute in like a skinny tie for sure he had a, he had a hat <laughs> is there is there an aspect of like playing ball with this i think so yes with the there are politics the... okay to be had so there definitely are. someone who shows up to the induction ceremonies a lot is eddie vetter and yeah and while and i think pearl jam is deserving of getting in in their first year of eligibility but it was no question they got in as soon as they were eligible two there years go. ago although someone who is on the nominating committee tom morello uh, who shows up a lot and plays ball a lot and Rage did not get in last year and I don't think they're getting in this year. But he's on the nomination committee. Yes. Yeah. 
He and he's he has inducted several people and inducted you, meaning he gave the speech to like okay. put them in. Yeah. Do you vote for yourself? I, I bet to? he does. Now my yeah. big question is then do you think maybe they're not putting him in to show that they don't have bias? I think there are people like, let's say, the members of the Moody Blues who are not thinking about it. <laughs> who are just like Who are like, Oh I'm my buddy Todd in. needs to get in. Yeah, my uh, friend Colin from the zombies should be in. Yes. <laughs> oh for sure. See, oh my that's... god, the Moody Blues, that's five votes for the zombies right there. At least. When they put them that's in true. last year. Yeah. How many people were inducted with the Moody Blues? Five? Oh, I'm never gonna know that number. <laughs> I'm going to keep myself from that number. And also, that number will decrease as the years go Whoa, by. Because oh, those dudes is like 90. They really, but they were very happy to be there. Mm-hmm. That is, That was the one Charming I aspect really of it. did not enjoy most of the parts of their induction. But that was nice that they liked being there. But it felt, yeah. I did not enjoy it. Yeah, the boys club aspect of it is interesting to me. Oh, it's very interesting to me as well. Oh, I talk about sure. it. All yeah. the dang time. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. Um it was a it was a pretty poor showing this year. Even though this list is good. Yeah. There are not a lot I mean, there are three women, uh and one is in a group, Rufus, that is comprised of nine guys. <laughs> you know? So it's almost like one tenth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not good, but you know, I think I think Stevie has a good shot. I, think she's I feel like Stevie's totally almost a lot. does. I think Stevie's going to get in. And I'm cool with that. I'm like here for it. I understand. And like I it's th- 2018. I live in Los Angeles. I know a lot of people who, who are witches, love who identify Nicks, as witches. Exactly. Who identify <laughs> as witches. Who, uh, you know, mm-hmm. feel that, who would probably say something to the effect of Stevie Nicks is my spirit animal mm-hmm. or Stevie Nicks is my spirit guide or Stevie Nicks is a goddess. Mm-hmm. Or I stand like, a legend. I stand a legend. My crystals are named Stevie Nicks. Stevie and Nicks. <laughs> Stevie Nicks. My, my crystals, cat. my cats. I think Janet also... Dogs. I think Janet has a good my shot car. this year, though. <laughs> I think she Janet... LA things. Janet I, better... I think I mean, Janet has as yeah. good of a shot as she's ever had. And I want to tell you, I do stand a legend with Janet. <laughs> yeah, you, good. <laughs> has she been snubbed a few times before? Yeah, so she's been nominated twice before. In 2016 and 2017. It's too, too many snubs. I know. For well, someone who's as important. a bunch of stuff came out recently that, like, Les Moonves was actively trying to suppress her career it and did. success. And did it. Oh. He did it. He so got, she was blacklisted in a very real videos, way. He got her videos and songs to be stopped being played on all of the Viacom properties because they're associated with CBS. Uh, he got, he, like, tried to pull her book from Simon & Schuster. He's, like... He actively was angry because she did not show enough deference to yeah. him in apologizing for the Super Bowl the incident. Super Bowl incident. Yes. Which Aww. was totally not her goddamn fault. I don't <laughs> want to. Yeah. No. Uh-oh. Ah, this is enraging, and Flip I am mad. Yeah, Kristen yeah. just stood up and punched the wall. I did. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. Yeah. Well, guys, listen. Well, let's let's talk a little bit then about the band that is at the very bottom of the fan vote list. A band, uh, a band that has been nominated. This is their fourth nomination. They were nominated in two thousand three. Wow! And then when were they at? What was their first year of eligibility? Their first year of eligibility was ninety two, because this is a band uh, that came out in the mid to late sixties. Um, and they, this is their third year in a row being nominated. So they were nominated in 17, 18, and now 19 after a, a long absence. Uh, who do you think is, is like doing the nomming in 
nomming in the com. Like, who's nomming them in the com? Who's you need over to that translate that for Michael. <laughs> like, that the nom-com. nomcom? The nomcom is the nominating so, committee. Yeah. The committee. Yeah, yeah. You got it. It makes sense. I think uh, it's pretty so intuitive. Of course, we're talking about the MC5, uh, the Motor City 5. And, That's uh, okay. So one of their albums uh, called Back in the USA was produced by a guy named John Landau, who is the chairman of the hall. I wouldn't be shocked if he was bringing up their name. Interesting. Ah. Although I don't know that um, for sure. I'm sure there's other people who are in the mix who are bringing them up. Uh, I know that they did not love his production of that album. It is considered <laughs> to be a classic album. He, but... was, he was the manager of who? Springsteen. Springsteen, yeah. Okay. Primarily. And I think he's also, I mean, he's like a big time manager. Springsteen is the big one. So do you think Lil Stevie also got in there and was like, I'm going to back up my man Landau? I don't know. I think I think Stevie's too caught up in the Jay Giles band to really oh uh, think too much about anything. The Jay else. Giles band keeps getting nominated as well. <laughs> hey, like, not this no. not this year, not which this was year, so but great. How many times have they been nominated? Five. Oh no! Like excuse and it, me. And showing and up and in your Janet suit. Jackson cannot be in the goddamn. Oh, rock well, Jay Giles are not. So I know. I know. I'm just saying, like. They've come up more than Janet. They've has. come up more than Janet. Has Pat? How many times has she ever been nominated? Benatar? Benatar? Never. She's never been nominated. Never been nommed. Hmm. Hmm. I want to say I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> to you yeah. and yours. Uh, Michael, but I'm curious about your connection to the MC5, how you feel about these guys. May I begin? By saying you don't know anything saying, about this band. Let me, hold on. Oh, hey, listen, I'm not your dumb wife. <laughs> okay. We had a uh, someone who uh, reviewed we got a review our on podcast. iTunes saying and that i think it was i my theory is that they they reviewed the wrong podcast <laughs> they basically they were like they were like uh the white wife acts dumb dumb wife acts like a stupid baby yeah dumb yeah, dumb wife uh, which wow. is hilarious like on several levels is upsetting because i'm not joe's wife or <laughs> partner in nope. any way um and i don't act dumb on the podcast i, I don't think so like, certainly not like a baby like like certainly a not like baby. a stupid baby or a dumb baby's baby. already dumb yeah so okay even... anyway so anyway but kristen's uh, thoughts but when it comes to the mc5 i kind of am a stupid baby guys <laughs> um here's some things that i know about them i know the phrase kick out the jams do you know it from this podcast uh no i know it from i know it i know that that is that song I know it's the beginning of that song. Okay. Am I wrong? And you had heard it before this podcast. I have heard it okay. before this podcast. But I wouldn't have been able to place it. Sure. And that's it. That's where we're at. Okay. And I know and uh MC five, I always in my head just think of the rap collective Jurassic Five from <laughs> the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, early I hear, hear the number five, I get I hear the number you, five you, and I think J five. Jurassic of five. Charlie Tuna. Ben Folds, Maroon. Ben Folds, Maroon, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. But I will say that four during fighting. our sound check <laughs> five for fighting. <laughs> during sound check. During soundcheck, you played. I was Some like, stuff. this is going to be a band that I'm really going to like, and so I'm interested. Cool. All right, Michael, go yeah. off, yeah. King. <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious about like uh, your thoughts on this band and, and why you chose them. And Well, I'm no expert, um, but they do rock. And this being the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. they're maybe the most rocking uh, on this list if you yeah if you if you kind of break down in terms of just pure like 
rock. Yeah, guttural, just cathartic rock and roll. Mm. Yeah, and just um, fucking it up. Yeah. I so, Kicking out the jams? For example. <laughs> kicking out they the kick jams. out the jams from Detroit, like you said, mid, like late 60s, early mm-hmm. 70s. I think they're only around properly for like three or four years. Correct. Yeah. And three proper albums, including a live one. Uh, and yeah. then they were, yeah, they kind of flamed out. Had a hell it. of a time while they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, very politically charged, uh, a very politically crazy time in yeah, Detroit, I'm, where mm-hmm. it was crazy specifically. Yeah. yeah, that time, I mean, they were kind of at the epicenter of some really intense political movements. Yeah. They performed outside the 68 Democratic National Convention and were the only only band to do so. All the other bands dropped out because they were scared. What other bands were supposed to perform, do you know? Uh, I think, I think Neil Young was he, and he, I guess he showed he up. He was there, but did, but did not play. Notorious Frady Cat Neil Young, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking coward. Yeah, he's legendarily a coward. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think did they? I think I read that. Did they play for eight hours? Um, because no one else was yeah. there. I think. Yeah, I think I, think I read that just, as well. They just kicked out the jams. Whoa, and that's for a long. I mean, they had to, they had to dip into long. some covers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just extended hour-long jams of each song. Yeah. But that's what they're, that's what they're here to do. Just, just jam. Right. In my mind. But jam in a different sense than jam has become. Not we, Grateful Dead jam. Not Grateful Dead, not sleepy, fish jam, not uh, noodley. Uh, spaghetti incident. What are they called? The... <laughs> yes, yeah, spaghetti incident. Yeah, spaghetti incident. Okay. Yeah, for sure. No noodles. <laughs> no noodles. They're not noodling. They're not noodling around. <laughs> No, they're not. They're not looking for the looking for the note. They are just hammering, probably fingers bleeding, kind of. Yeah. Jamming. Yeah, straight up. So I, um, I think they're a very long shot to get, as we can see, to actually get in. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think it's probably due to just lack of notoriety. That's going to be my. Uh, yeah. That's my hypothesis. They never yeah. had a hit. Right, they they they, and we. Joe just Joe Joe. <laughs> I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> jumped out of his seat. He jumped out because I need my uh, special little sheet. He got his special little sheet. If you longtime fans of the podcast will recall the envelope that Joe used to have all of the categories written down on. Now it's a special <laughs> little sheet that he keeps <laughs> hidden in the studio room behind a little book. So that it never gets... I mean, I lost the envelope, it's, so now I need a special so little spot for my sheet. So he's got to keep a special sheet. little sheet in a special little hidey place. And today's in the picture. I'm going to make you hold it. Okay. I mean, <laughs> just so that they can see the evolution of... Because mm-hmm. the envelope was in a picture. It one. was, and we didn't really call it out or identify what it was. Yeah. I just so. was, There was one picture of me holding an envelope for no reason. <laughs> um, so the reason I grabbed this sheet is this is a list of potential criteria now the hall does not really publicize any they say 25 years after your first recording after yeah. that they don't really list what it takes to get into the hall but having looked at, at previous inductees and, and had conversations with actual with, members of the uh, nominating committee ooh. true uh on air uh on air we've been able to and in the dms mm-hmm. yeah all, all across the board uh, I've been able to come up with, I think, a list of categories where if you do well enough in them, it can ha- it will it means you will be inducted. Okay. If you do poorly, that it can hurt you. 
So you don't have to do well in every category. And, you know, you can get a lot of points in, in one and I think be okay. But let's go ahead and go through these Great. Uh, with the MC5. The first category is Critical Acclaim. Uh, and this is a band that uh, I would say certainly well, they won has a lot it. of yeah. Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I I don't even really think of the Grammys as critics. It feels like such a weird separate institution. Uh, so yeah, because like cri- critical other. darling bands don't get nominated for Grammys, you know, and yeah. never really did. You know, the every year the Grammys goes for. I mean, like, not nothing against her, but like Katy Perry is up for a lot of Grammys usually, and it's like. Okay, because she had a very big record. You don't think she's going to get in the rock hall? <laughs> <laughs> That's for another episode. Yeah, who knows, man? Hey, she had more hits on her record than Michael Jackson, so. Hey, right? That so, was uh, that was quite a feat. A couple years. A couple years, we'll see. We'll see KP. how she stands up. We'll see. Um, but I, I, uh, I do think the MC5 has a lot of, especially after the fact, critical acclaim. Like, yeah. right now, they are pretty critically adored. Maybe at the time... They got they got beat up a little bit because um, they they, I don't... they were outside the sixty eight convention. Oh <laughs> well, sure, yeah. With I didn't mean with batons, <laughs> with literal yeah bludgeoning. But I think especially being able to connect it to that movement has helped them over time critically. And Definitely. I know at at the time like Lester Bangs kind of went after them for being. I don't know. I mean, he just. Why didn't he like them? Because he was a salty motherfucker who was more into uh, tearing busy bands giving, down. Giving that kid from almost famous <laughs> advice. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. it's so hard to imagine like being at being at their show in '67 mm-hmm. or whatever it, to get that context. Like the recording is so nasty of that first record. Yeah, and so aggressive. It must have like. It must have been polarizing, of course. Yeah, I mean, this is we we have to if you put it into context of who is playing and also who is popular at the time, mm-hmm. kind of like what does music sound like versus what do they sound like? Right. So it's like the Archies. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the number one song of nineteen sixty nine was Sugar Sugar. That song is awesome, and I don't fucking care. Like that song is great. It's great. It's from the movie Now and Then, which is also great. From? <laughs> yeah, it's from. It was made for the movie Now and Then. Okay. Uh, the, starring uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Christina Ricci as a young Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> um, seriously. Yes, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> That's actually true. Oh, yeah. But it did heavily feature that song. Yeah, it was about sure. growing up in the seventies. Um, but if we think about if that's like what most of the public is listening to. And then nobody was really playing that loud, that hard, and that fast at that time. No. I would say. I mean, people sometimes put the MC5, if not the first punk band, like... Now, quick, just quick clarification. Mm -hmm. The MC5 or MC5? I know that it stands for Motor City 5. Mm -hmm. I think think both are accepted. I haven't heard... Are are they nominated just as MC5? As MC5, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Yeah. It's kind of. I mean, it's it's weird to make to draw this comparison. It's purely semantic, but uh, the band it's it's technically Eagles, not the Eagles, which is weird because you're going to say the Eagles. Wait, what? That's weird. No. But on every record, it does not say the Eagles. It says Eagles. 
No. Must have been so frustrating for them. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> what was their now choice? I know, now yeah. I know where all their now I know where all that uh pent up that uh, anger comes yeah. from. Now Alpha I, male rage comes from. <laughs> now I know why We're not now. the Eagles. We're Eagles. Oh god. Glenn Fry. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh R.I.P. Fry. Right. Uh, anyway, so critical claim. I think they do well in that category. I think they're very highly regarded. R.I.P. No, you can't. They were on the cover of Rolling Stone before they even had an album released. Excuse me? Because their Boom. their live shows were so electric and there was so clearly something happening with this movement that they yeah, they made it to the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. I think in 68, which would have been a year before the Kick Out the Jams album. Wow. So, critical claim. They they got it. Maybe not on the second record, but the third record, I think they got, they came back some critical acclaim. Yes, that's correct. And yeah. although retrospectively, people have come around on that second record sure. as well. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, all right, so let's let's get into that. Classic albums is the second category. If you have classic albums, that is a good sign. Yeah. I think they have definitely two, which is their first Kick Out the Jams, which is a live album. That's when you hear him scream, it's to kick out the jams motherfucker that is from that's the first track from that maybe not the first track but that's from that album uh and then i think the aforementioned back in the usa which is their second album which has been which was misunderstood at the time and was the one john landau produced right is considered to be like kind of a monumental record like early kind of punk record because it was like 1970 and then they only had 3 uh, and then the next one was uh, High Time, which may maybe not is at the same level as those other two, but like it's up there. So they're they're kind of batting three for three, yeah, in terms of albums. And, and they were active what years? So this would have been sixty nine to seventy one. Although they were around before, they were around for a while before their first album. You know, doing live shows and being on the cover of Rolling Stone. But yeah, they they burnt out pretty quickly because of drug use. Ah, they were like heavily. Yeah, I've been listening to a podcast about Detroit in the late '60s, and yeah, about the like heroin trade was. Mm -hmm. what I, I've been listening yeah. to it about the riots and all that. Interesting. Uh, MC Five hasn't hasn't come up yet. No, not yet. I wonder if they will. I wonder if they will genuinely. I think the there's something to be said about the three records and out mm -hmm. like bangers. Yeah, I mean, maybe not if you're in that band, but as a fan. <laughs> That's another reason yeah, why I picked them, them today. You don't have to watch them suck for a long time. No. Or like, you know, they you don't, don't have to, to go through their experimental pop phase or anything. The burnout, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, fall. And you were saying that's one of the reasons you picked them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, three three records is very digestible, and I was just going back through. Mm -hmm. um, right. You can you can bone up uh, pretty quickly. <laughs> you know? Especially yeah. if they're punk songs. They're probably In pretty and out, short. Yeah. Half-hour records. Yeah. Right. Minutes. Yeah, it, there boom, is boom. something... Uh, pleasing about knowing that you've heard everything a band's ever recorded <laughs> yeah you know i get really completist like that yeah it's like like other record nerds mm -hmm. but uh my favorite band is nirvana and i think part of that might be that like i've heard it all yeah you know joe your favorite band is nirvana yeah have you ever said that on the podcast? I don't think so. I, don't know I think that I this have. might be the first well, time. I think I feel breaking like news. I, I, I feel like I'm learning it. Yeah. And they are my favorite band. I did not know it's that. two of us, I think. Oh yeah? Yeah. You would put them at the number one? The yeah, other No, there's two of you in the world who have Nirvana as your favorite band, <laughs> excuse you saying. There's two of you. Excuse me. <laughs> but like I have I have the you don't have to have a do lot of albums. <laughs> I do mean pardon me. No, you. Yeah, you can. Never mind. 
But yeah, you, I mean, like you get you get the box set, and then you get uh, three albums, a live album, and a B side collection, and then you're you've got it all, baby. Yeah, and uh, and it's all choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I guess bands should just you know all do drugs. burn out. Yeah, do yeah. drugs and, and flame out. It's the only way to go. I I I think I got like one or two more records in me. Yeah, how I'm, many I'm records a... do you have, Michael? I have three. I know. So I'm trying to call of, it. <laughs> I might do one more and then burn out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have a very scheduled <laughs> burnout. Uh, well, look know. it on the calendar. Like a nice public meltdown. Ooh. Do you want to start planting the seeds here? <laughs> I could. Um, I mean, we are. I mean, just by ne- mentioning it. But just, but just, by, just mentioning, by being on this yeah. show. Yeah. Right. They'd be like, this why did Michael do that? It's a clear sign of decline. <laughs> Mentally, I wonder where he's at. Why would he agree to this? Okay, so after classic albums, which they do pretty well, uh, I mean, two of those, Bag in the USA and Kick Out the Jams, are both on the Rolling Stone top 500 uh, albums of all time, which, you know, there's a there's a, there's a a clear link between Rolling Stone and the uh, the Hall. So like, Wait, they have two albums on the top 100? Yes, 500. Oh, okay. I was yeah, like, that's a lot. 100, yeah, that's <laughs> quite a bit. That's Two out of the top huge. 500, yeah. it's still pretty good. Yeah, to, to not For many... a band that not that I didn't know a lot mm-hmm. about. Yeah. I'll just put my, I'll say myself. I won't say everyone. Right. But, I mean, I guess I'm part of the state fair crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I humbling. I think it's fair not to, you know, MC5. It Even as a curious music man growing up, it, it took me... I think I was nineteen or twenty when I what first. What led you to them? How'd you get? What led you to them? I think it was it was probably through the Stooges, and then looking back through mm-hmm. there, um, both contemporaries in the Detroit scene. Are yeah. Stooges in? They are. They yes. are. Yeah, but Iggy is not in separate. Correct. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I think that that's about right. Put yeah. In, put in the Stooges, and then. Then just put in Lust for Life in the singles category. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It's such, uh, it's such a strange thing. He made that song for the movie Train Spy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I got to really? go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would make sense. They were, and I think, as I recall, the MC5, when they were, like, close to getting a record deal, they brought the Stooges with them and also got them signed. Yeah. Uh, on Electro, it was my, yeah. my guess. Yeah. The... the... They yeah, brought them with them? Like, well, you could well, just, was, like, grandfather someone in. You could be like, so while you're signing I think us, it was more like the... Check it out. <laughs> hey. It was like the Spotify recommends type thing, where it's like, if you like MC5, you'll like the Stooges. Yeah, it was more like Amazon, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I th- I think it was more like Spotify, because it's music. But I think Amazon invented that. Anyway. Do you think it invented recommending things based on other things? With that specific wording? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, no, I think they were doing a show, like, for the record you company. You know what, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't let this go. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> recommendations like to, have a long to, history. I would like to get to the bottom of this. Thank you. Um, I think they did, like, a show for the record company or for the, the person at the record company, and they had the Stooges play with them, and then the, the company was like, oh, we're, we got to take you guys as well. I believe. I heard they uh, the record guy asked Wayne Kramer, he said, are are there any other MC5s in Detroit or any other bands that sound like MC5 in Detroit? And he said, absolutely not, but check out the Stooges. Okay. There. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. And then uh, he was smitten. And then 
that guy went on to develop the algorithm for Amazon, I guess. Yep. He, he was the one who, who talked about planting Smart seeds. Guy, yeah. All right. Next category is iconic songs. I think they have one. Kick out the jam. All right, think, guys. I want do you want to listen? Music. I really do because I enjoyed what we played during soundcheck and I'm, I'm interested. Sure. So I think really the only song that anyone I would say knows from the MC5 are, uh, is... Kick Out The Jams, which is from, which is the second track on the live album titled Kick Out The Jams, which is their most iconic, mm -hmm, which most is their known. most classic album, and this is the most iconic song. Yeah, this song kicks ass. It's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, and they were, they were playing this outside the Democratic Convention in 1968. Yeah, this is great. Must have been so Was cool. it a big deal to say motherfucker in the 68? Oh, boy. I feel like it probably was. was. They and they had uh, that that became a, a controversial thing. There was some uh, uh, like department store called like Hudson's or something yeah. that that carried records and they said no, we're not going to carry your record because it says motherfuckers. And they they recorded some of them, not all of them, and they didn't want to uh, kick out the jams, brothers and sisters. <laughs> as Wait, a thing excuse to, me? as a thing to put in the record or to put on the radio uh that's like the that's like the um the radio edit of it that's like forget I, you I, yeah <laughs> it's yeah but i don't know i've yeah, never heard it and i don't know if it's uh you know what they say in the um the tv edit of um uh uh What's the one and criminals? Uh, Goodfellas. No, the one Godfather. where they're in the the lineup. Sopranos. No, it's usual suspects. Kaiser Sus Okay, thank you. The usual suspects. I cannot think. Of to be one. fair, the only uh, <laughs> hints you were giving me was you were waving your hand back and forth. I was trying to do and a lineup and I had with nothing, and you were just kind of just petting the air with your fingers. Uh, I was doing a lineup. I think I was pretty clear. And regardless, then you said criminals, and then and I, I was trying to get to the word good. Kaiser Sose. Yeah, uh, but um, uh, that they say um, that in the lineup scene when they have to all go down the line and say, "Give me the keys, you cocksucker motherfucker," mm -hmm. on the TV edit of it, they say, "Give me the keys, you fairy godmother." Oh boy, <laughs> so that's that a was, little different. Yeah, so it's it would exactly be like, "Kick out the jams, fairy godmother." <laughs> I saw Whiplash on a plane for the first time. Oh yeah, that was a heavily edited whiplash. Oh really? Yeah. God, what? A lot of flipping. You, mother oh. drummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I'm like kick out the jams, brothers. I don't even know how that works. And no, the syllables don't exactly. No, it's not good. It's uh, not good. Yeah, and then I mean, what's a, give me some after other... that? I I mean I've got to say with this kick category with this category they do not do well. Okay. Just because there's no. not, I mean, there are Do you good have, like, songs. Like an eight-hour-long song. <laughs> but if we're talking about uh, kind of recognizable songs, it, you're stretching if you say that anything else here is like recognizable from just someone who's a casual music fan. You know, you're not hearing these songs in Kmart. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we well, can we're really getting into the state fair. <laughs> we can throw on. Uh, some tracks that are worth listening yeah, to. Yeah, I would like to hear some. Um, and, and Michael, do you have any that you uh, would recommend? What's, what's... Because uh, I'm gonna, I was gonna throw on the first track from. Tell you what's their top on Spotify. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna throw on the first track from Kick Out the Jams, which is a song called Rambling Rose. Yeah, great. That's a good pick. Great jam. 
And I'm going to jump about 30 seconds in so we can... Yeah, even 30 seconds in, there's still just crowd noise. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of crowd noise on this track. All right. The second most popular song on Spotify from them is Looking at You. Sure. That's a, that's one from back in the USA. Okay. Let's. I'm going to jump a little bit further in Ramblin' Rose. Even a, mi- a minute in, they are truly rambling. Uh, <laughs> there we go. So this kicked out the jams. Before kick out the jams. This was the first track. Love the falsetto. Yeah, I was just gonna say that I enjoyed that. So I silly. think that's a pretty. Yeah. Um, that's a cool move. Yeah. That's like a. That's a power move. That's like. Like, like that's. That's a good move. Yeah, their their lead singer Rob Tyner was a very interesting guy. He was um, not a typical frontman. He was like a little paunchy and like had a big white guy fro. And he has an interesting way of singing, too. Uh, so why don't we... We're gonna th- I'm going to throw on Motor City is Burning, which is another kind of pivotal track from this album. Great. Also, predictive. So this is like a bluesier song, and this is actually a cover. Uh, oh, yeah. This is a song that's written by Al Smith. I believe ran for president in the 40s. Whoa. A different guy. <laughs> yeah, this song is great. I'm enjoying this. Okay, you said look, looking at you. So a lot of these tracks from Kick Out the Jams are, are loose and, you know, have that kind of energy. And I think they, they were not super thrilled with Back in the USA, their second album, because it had, like, kind of a production sheen on it. But the, I think the songs do stand out. So here's looking at you. It's a hard, uh, it's a hard like transition to make when you have like the most raging, just ripping guitar record, and then any kind of studio. It feels like you're Sounds, taking some yeah. Yeah. then, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, it, it, that was a good move to. If they're such a legendary live band before they even start to release like a live record right off the top is smart. Yeah, to give yeah. an idea of what the band is. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, this is definitely a much more polished mm-hmm. sound, but I like it. It's still hard and yeah. rocking. You just gotta turn it up a little more when you listen to it compared to the first. Compared record. to yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm looking on Spotify and it says their latest release came out June 28th, 2018, and it's called American Ruse. So that's the American Ruse is the name of a song on Back in the USA. I, okay, I'm guessing the American that is. Ruse came out in. I'm guessing that's a compilation. Okay. Well, American Ruse looks to be a single, and it's got mm-hmm. a MAGA hat on it, and it says "Take a look around." What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, hold on, let me take a look at this. Very strange. Okay. Well, they are, so the MC5 is, a version of them is touring as the MC50 because they've been around for 50 years. Because they're now in their, (laughs) no, No, they're They're, they're they're in their 70s. Uh, They've been around for 50 years, but it's only, only two of the five are still living and only one of them, Wayne Kramer, is in this tribute kind of performance. 
and he's doing it with you know some dudes from Soundgarden and The Damned and like a, f- a few other bands. It's kind of a uh. all star tribute thing going on. Did Soundgarden get in? No, no, no. But they did that whole. They did a tribute to Cornell, Cornell after he died, tribute. but he has not. They have not even been nominated. It was very bad. And I'm gonna also throw on. I mean, the next, uh, the next category is commercial success, which. Sorry, yeah. sorry, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, they uh, they did never really broke through, and uh, I think that first album like maybe went to number thirty, which isn't bad, but like that's as good as anything ever did, and you know, no singles did well, the albums didn't really sell. Uh, so it's it's one of those bands where it's not about the albums that they sold. It's not not about the sales. It's about another category, which we'll get to influence. But before that. We've talked about it already. Longevity, they they burn out quick. Their albums span over three years, uh, and they were not even around as a band for much longer than that. So they're not, you know. What happened no. after they were done? So when they Did somebody were somebody die? What? No, uh, it maybe took another twenty years eventually. for for. I mean, eventually. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, eventually, Rob Tyner uh, died. But like what? What? Um. What fizzled them? You said drugs. Yes. Um, it was like heroin primarily. Yeah. Big, big deal mm-hmm. in the late sixties in, uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I know that. they, they also, they, they had a weird lost period in Europe where they got like, I think busted for drugs in Europe and then got stranded in Europe. Like <laughs> there, there's like some, some real rough stuff going on there. Uh, and then they did not play no version of them played until the lead singer died. I'm sorry. Just really quickly. So do does like Don Henley ever say, "Hi, good evening, everyone. We are Eagles." <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I would. I mean, I just was thinking. I was like, I could see someone saying, "Like, good evening, everybody. We are MC Five, and we're gonna kick out the jams, motherfucker." Like yeah. that sounds right to me. Yeah. But I cannot imagine <laughs> Henley on stage. I bet he says being the Eagles. Like, yeah. I bet I bet you it doesn't come up. Eagles. Good evening. Welcome. Maybe you could say Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. But you couldn't say we are Eagles and we're here to take you to the Pick Hotel the California. <laughs> like it just you just can't imagine it. <laughs> Correct. You're right. Okay. I, I just, You're totally right there. I to, <laughs> I, I can't. It would be weird. But those dudes are weird. But again, yeah, they're probably. We have, I have I learned bet they, so much about the Eagles on this podcast. I bet they too, are so more than I ever wanted to know. I would guess oh, that yeah. they're so cocky that they they wouldn't even bring up their name because they're They'd like, be like well, we "Good evening, care. everybody. You know who we are." I bet they don't even say hi to the audience. I bet it's just. I don't know what that you was were doing. the guitar solo in Hotel California. I see. So you think they start with a solo? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's what uh, everyone wants yeah, to hear. Sure. Think... Interesting choice, but yeah. yeah. Once Glenn Fry is dead, anyone you, they can do whatever they want. They can finally experiment. <laughs> All right. So longevity—they're not doing great. No. Influence. That's like the overture. They're teasing it. They're going to start with that little like bit of the guitar. Kristen, <laughs> I have to stop you here before you dig yourself any deeper into this weird I eagle's hole—a hole that we don't even need to dig for this episode. Put your shovel down. Down. Let's talk about doing great. the influence, the category of influence innovation for MC5, which is the category where they score nearly all their points. They win, yeah. Uh, there's no punk music without MC5. Uh, there's, you know, 
you think about even going to the resurgence of like kind of this type of music in the 2000s with like the white stripes and the strokes i think they owe a lot to... yeah this has that like garage punk feel mm -hmm. well let's let's take Very a listen to a song that i think production. you can hear a lot of bands in which is a song called high school from back in the usa oh yeah this which, this, you can hear a million bands in this. Yes. So I think a lot of these songs from back in the USA sound like Have Jack I White songs. Have I heard this song before? I doubt it. This sounds like, I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah, this delivery. sounds like... I think the, vo the vocals, especially whatever effect is going it. on the vocals, has a Jack White uh, quality to it. And the way that he kind of records in that... He records as though he's in the 60s. Yeah. You know, with, like, the equipment that he uses. And he's also a Detroit guy, and yep. I know that he has reverence for this band quite a bit. The White Stripes are not in. They're not eligible. They're not even eligible, yeah. yeah. And uh, also, I mean, I can't imagine the Ramones song, Rock and Roll High School, existing yeah. without this song. This song came before Rock and Roll yeah. High School. About ten, at least ten years. I mean, there go. okay. Now Jeez. I'm seeing it. The dots are connecting, and I'm seeing it. I really am. This the, song is great, and it's fun, and I like it. Right. Also, so, it's got a groovy-ass bass line. <laughs> I, I'm like... They laying it down. They're laying it down. Um, yeah, so I think they were innovative. Like I said, they were like... They were so hard and fast. They were also super political. They associated with the White Panthers, uh, which... Hold up. Which <laughs> was... Uh, the the white sect like of the, the white Black allies Panthers. of the yeah, Black Panthers. Exactly. I'm down with that. Yeah, it wasn't a response group from the extreme <laughs> right wing. Uh, like, no. Good God. No. Well, if they can have Black Panthers, why can't we have White <laughs> oh, Panthers? No. Which like, feels like something that would happen now. But no, exactly, the White Panthers were allies. That's why I was having they a were scratch. extremely leftist uh, and very political and uh, I mean, I think Ramblin' Rose starts with uh, Rob Tyner saying, "If Kill you know, lady. if you're not uh, a part of the problem, I'm actually I'm gonna look up specifically what he says because that whole album, their first album, starts with a kind of political call to arms in a way. It's like if you're not a a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. That makes sense. I've heard that before. Let me see exactly. Did they invent hey, it? Probably not. You guys, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. There you go. Brothers and sisters, the time has come for each and every one of you to decide whether you're going to be the problem or whether you are going to be the solution. That starts off their very first album. It's heavy. Heavy, highly political. I feel like still relevant, y'all. Damn. For real? <laughs> you yeah. sure? Yeah. Okay. I'm going oh. to go out on a limb here and say <laughs> that that's still a relevant message. Uh, and, and you know every political band that comes after them, uh, you know, well, it's it just like, and why isn't there white entertainment television? I agree. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Hold no. on. No, no, but, no, but, no. but, <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. So, uh, and then the last category is, does my mom know who they are? And the answer Ooh. is. I'm not sure. Wait, I think really? probably just because they've been. You think your mom knows who they are? I think so. Really? I think my mom has heard them. Are before. you about to call her wow. live right now? Or are you going to text her? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to text her. Oh, that's uh, exciting. My does... mom does not. I can tell I can you almost for but... sure. My mother does not. My mom was born in 1961, and so she would have been seven when this group was out. 
So, and she definitely wasn't involved in punk music when she was seven. Mm-hmm. And then she went on to be like a cool chick, but she's not like MC5 cool. Yeah, she's not MC5 cool. I think uh, I think uh, my guess is that my mom knows who the MC5 are because her little boy is into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they've been nominated <laughs> a few times. Oh, really? You think that she like goes deep on the nominees, even the people? I who think didn't she. Get li- not, uh, I think she listens to her son's podcast. Is what I mean. Or at least looks at like the episode description. Right. No, she does. She. I got a. I got a yes. <laughs> Your mom knows who they are. I'm Dang, gonna say, did you know Pat? them from That's the '60s? Cool. Or from me. <laughs> I like that your mom responds right away too. This is great. Yeah. I can ask my mom. She's not gonna know. What's your mom's favorite band? Would you say? Do you know? Uh, I mean, like it's probably the Beatles. Okay. I mean, that's fair. She was at at the right age. You know, I think she was like eleven or twelve when they were on uh, Ed Sullivan, which is like right perfect. There. Yeah. Uh, Beatlemania, kind of. Uh, my mom too. I yeah. found all her old records. Water damaged in a trunk, but they're all mm-hmm. first. Beatles records. She's yeah. there, man. Wow. Yeah, my mom was not there. And my, my mom, mom loves Paul McCartney. That's the that's her Beatle. Ooh. Oh, we've gone and seen Paul McCartney, and he is very good live. If you haven't seen him, I haven't seen him. You gotta. It's yeah, uh, I never it's seen like him. Two or three hours of just like nonstop hits. He plays for a long time, and every song you're like, oh, cool, the best song. I'm trying to think of who my mom's <laughs> favorite band is. I mean, it used to be Dire Straits way back in the 80s. Which it was hilarious. definitely Dire Straits. <laughs> um, but she loves like Tom Petty and mm-hmm. God, I don't know. Like right now, she's into, uh, I don't know who she's into right now. She loves the blues too. She likes all she the loves, she's, yeah. and she loves. Woke up this morning. <laughs> she, <laughs> loves, <laughs> she loves, uh, you know, like, you, as you know, Los Lobos. It's mm-hmm. very important. Michael, My mother, who, who, does, who does your mom uh, um, she, favor? She's more, she's like a classical musician. So that's oh, really? more of, yeah. That's her speed. Like, yeah. But. Um, she's a she was Bach, into the Beatles. She's a Bach chick. <laughs> yeah, Bach. Beethoven, Tchaikovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She was into the Kinks when I showed her Kinks, Love like the Kinks. that. You know, she when you showed her though, yeah, well, like melodic, you know, that kind of melodic, kind of area. baroque. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, they music. do have kind of that. Some harpsichords yeah. and some. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting the idea of someone your age showing your mom the Kinks instead of the other way around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like the Kinks are one of my dad's favorite bands, and that's how right. I think of them. Uh, okay, the so, kinks are like nearly every ex-boyfriend of mine's favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, gone through our categories. Now it's time to make a verdict. Mm. Do we think the MC5 should be inducted? Will they be inducted? When? And could it be this year? And Kristen, should we start with you? You got it. Um, here's all right. I learned a lot today, and I enjoyed it, and I. I don't know. I think I I like this band. They have I have I have embraced them, and I think that they should be in, especially considering like you bring up the like Jack White point and all of the like the remote like everybody. It's just insane how important their influence was. Mm-hmm. Uh, down with their I'm down with their politics. So I think yes, they should be. Uh, do I think that they will get in? Boy, oh boy, I don't know about that. They're they're pretty low on the totem 
uh, for the fans and probably for many of the musicians in the hall. So I don't think they're going to get in anytime soon. Yeah. I think if they do get in, it'll be, I think we're looking at another 10 to 15 years. It's like Jack White is going to get in before they get in. And then he's going to be like retroactively, let's get them in. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was pretty informed opinion yeah well answer. it seems like you know a lot about this at this point <laughs> uh, but i do think that that could happen uh -huh. yeah i think yeah. so that's that would be my that's my and um, for this year you're gonna say i'm gonna say no, no i don't think so all right michael verdict um i agree i i don't they, they won't make it in um but they should just based off the name rock and roll hall of fame if it yeah. was if there was a hall, if there was a hall of famous rock and roll, yeah, and you put all the the things that influence rock and roll on the walls and give them all awards, they'd be up there. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what this institution is, and they, I don't know. I I think maybe if they get in, maybe like you said, like ten to fifteen years, and maybe. It'll be like a political climate where that becomes important, like their political, their political stuff as well as a band. Because, I don't, as like as the music goes, it, I mean, it's really important. It's it's kind of like simple. It's it's just really you know it's like heavy heavy rock and roll. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe part of their like political slant someday down the line will help them get in or something now or, i at always least keep them alive i always yeah. suggest this as a means to uh increasing their popularity but could a rock doc help them out i think it could that yeah i to see a documentary oh, yeah. about like, the I mc5 think that, that could help them that out. would be huge i think there's one that's been made that i was looking today i think there's mm -hmm. one that might come out soon interesting yeah okay. like a uh i think it's eminent I, I know yeah. what you mean the rock doc would help out like it did with like uh nina simone it yeah, helped certainly helped. I uh, think. Nina Rod primarily was that rodriguez movie the oh yeah that's uh, huge yeah searching for sugar man searching yeah, yeah. for sugar man yeah which did uh didn't get him in the rock hall but but no. but got him to got anyone to know who he yeah. is at all exactly yeah uh yeah i was looking up i was trying to find a an MC5 documentary as well, just to kind of brush up for this episode. And all I could find was like a weird, like BBC documentary on YouTube. Oh yeah. There's always that. Yeah. <laughs> you can always find that. It was mostly about them reuniting in 2003 and then performing with some people. And that's where I heard like Jack White talk about kind of extolling their virtues. Right. But this is from 2018. An article is long shelved MC5 documentary, a true testimonial finally being released uh -oh. so it seems like Maybe. after years in legal and financial limbo one of the most acclaimed detroit music films appears ready to see the light of day okay so stay tuned was the most recent message when from was this this was march uh 2018 oh so this year well okay. we are we're tuned oh uh, well, yeah we're on the front lines of yeah. this this uh could, development could do, could do something it also could do um nothing <laughs> yeah i mean it didn't help whitney and it didn't help um did dr dre is he um eligible he is eligible yeah yeah and like i felt like the defiant ones would have could have uh, helped his get, case. yeah he's in with nwa which up. makes me think that they're they're sitting on that for a little bit do you think that 
Also, Nina topic. Simone got in a few years after her documentary. It was that not is, immediate, so that is it true. might take a few Okay. Do you years. think that Snoop Dogg will get in before Dr. Dre? I mean, because to me, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> no. and I think it's a toss-up. I think it could go either way. I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I do think that Snoop will get in before Dr. Dre because really? people will use the NWA. I don't know. Just some. Hmm. Wow. And you know what? Why do I care? Uh, wow. Right. You do. And it's fun. <laughs> uh, I think that the MC5 should be inducted, obviously, for the reasons we have gone over. Will they be inducted? I am torn. Because they've been nominated four times, which means that their name is going wow. to keep coming up. Four and times in a row? It's like the last not, three not years. Not in a row, but right? it's it's the last three years and then in 2003. 2003. I do wonder... Do you think that if they don't get in this... I'm sorry, I interrupted no, you, it's okay. but I'm continuing. Please. Uh, do you think that if they don't get in this year that we're due for another like long hiatus like in nominating them? Because it was like 03 and then 16, so if we 17, give, If we 18, give them three years in a row, I don't know about... If they don't get in, then we give them a decade off again. <laughs> <laughs> then we go back. Another, I mean, another band... 15 years later, <clears throat> that they or you know, mm-hmm. 13 years later, they start getting nominated again. It's That's an interesting wild. pattern to recognize. <laughs> that... <laughs> I, You know... Uh, one thing is that I wouldn't be shocked if Morello is also bringing them up in the in the committee, just because it's like, yeah. what yeah. what is MC Five if not you know, Rage Against the Machine in the sixties? Yeah, I could I could see that connection really. Yeah, strong. Yeah, for sure. um, that's a good point. But I also have a hard time imagining any list of fifteen nominees where MC Five makes it in the top five. If I think about the way the voting body happens. And the way they behave. Uh, I think of any... The way they behave. <laughs> behave. The uh, if, if just think of any possible list of 15 nominees. Is there a, a ver- is there any list of 15 where MC5 would be in the top five? Because they're such an they're such an underdog. And they have such a there's such a dark horse. Yeah, I that... think it's gonna take a rock doc or like basically Jack White getting on television and being like, "I stole everything I t- did from this band." <laughs> yeah. like, and then maybe the or other like thing, naming his next album, induct the MC5. The other thing I could see happening is we get all the rock guys in, and the nominee list starts to become more R and B and hip hop. And the, and the, and the people are like, we can't have this. Yeah. I mean, the, it back, gets back to the back to yeah. the classics. It gets eventually. into their fucking craw, the, the voting body. They're like, well, I either have to vote for LL Cool J finally or MC5. And then they they break for MC5. That's one scenario I can I like see. that theory. That's a good theory. Wow. Also, I also yeah. don't like that theory because I, I think hip hop like should be given more. It's kind of well, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't enjoy like, that theory. Yeah. I think it's it's a sound it's one. Like, though. It's a sound. sound. Yeah. It supports right. its logic. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't support its logic. Exactly. Right. That'll be really interesting in a few years. I feel like that that could happen. Well, I mean, we're really cleaning out the barrel as far as although we didn't put the for- foreigners not on the list or you know. I mean, God God bless the nominating committee for keeping bands like Foreigner and Bad Company off the list. And hopefully, <laughs> so far. Hopefully that's a trend that continues, but who's to, who's to say? They might lead the the poll at the museum next year, and then that, that spells doom for all of us. Should we try to endorse somebody to take the top of the – not that we have any sway, but yes, like – Yes, 100% we should lead the charge. We should lead the charge to, like, get someone to the top of that, like, list mm-hmm. so that – 
it could just, you know. Yes, that's a great thing. And uh, I'll say this to our listeners now to remind us once all the induction stuff is done and they start the uh, museum uh, kiosk poll over. When do they for, redo it at, after I have the no induction? Idea. I would assume it's right after the induction. Okay. Um, but it might, might be after they list the inductees. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, cool. So we should, we'll, we'll come up with an endorsement and then mm-hmm. we'll try to fl- flood the polls. We're, yeah, we're trying we'll to get out the mobilize. vote. We'll mobilize. So just, uh, this is a grassroots endorsement. effort. Yeah. Okay. From the pod. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. But <laughs> let's. This is the first time I've tried to like. <laughs> you, you're, you're, yeah. You've really taken your role seriously. Oh my God. <laughs> Almost too seriously. No. All right. responsibility. So, so <laughs> it is. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are Eagles. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know if they're going to get inducted. I don't think it's going to happen soon. I think it's going to be at least 10 years. Yeah. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I think it'd be cool if they got in sooner than that within 10 years, but I don't know. It'd be that a I big surprise. Uh, yeah, it's just like influence. It's their influence, which is huge, versus the, the album sales are critical. And, or, and name recognition that. sometimes yeah, yeah. is what it comes down to. All right, but let's say they get in. Let's say they get in this year. Who should induct them? Ooh, I mean Jack White. Jack White's a great choice. I think Neil Young is also an interesting Neil Young, choice because he was around. Famous coward Neil Young. <laughs> yeah. He finally right his wrong. Let them play for eight hours while he didn't do while he oh did while he stood on the sidelines and watched Detroit burn. Yeah, Just shivering, cowering. <laughs> he can. Uh, that was in Chicago, though. No, it was in Chicago. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, but there were race riots happening in. Uh, Detroit in 68 as well. Whatever. Whoa. <laughs> Try to think of what the funniest response to that could be. And I thought it was whatever. Okay. I obviously do not believe that. Uh, yeah, Neil Young would be an interesting choice. Um, Your boy Tom Ig- could do it. Morello. Yeah. Tom yeah. M. I was going to say Iggy Pop Ooh. would be a good one. That would be that would be the perfect one, I yes. think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Iggy Pop shirtless inducting the MC5. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they're they're buds. They are yeah. buds, and they their their stories are intertwined. Yeah, and then like the cast of <laughs> Train Spotting. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm, <laughs> done, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll let that one sink in for a little Why bit. Is it funny to me? I'm sorry, everybody. I think those, but I'm done apologizing. Those are all uh, good choices. Who do you choose, Joe? I th- I Jack do you White think Landau. Jack White makes the most sense to me. They don't. They tend not to put like journalists up there. It's usually somebody famous. Uh, so I would say Jack White or Iggy Pop. I think are, are pretty good choices. Eddie Vedder, Bono. I mean, another. Th- I mean, if we want to look at the hall getting it wrong, which they do often, then like Kid Rock. What? <laughs> oh my god! He's got rock right in now the name. He's-, he's got rock in the name. <laughs> yeah, and he's Perfect. from Detroit. There you yeah, go. So Kid Rock has inducted Rock. a lot of people. He has. Yes. Wait, are you serious? I'm 100% serious, and I think no. it's because Ahmed Erdogan really liked Kid Rock. Does he still like? Kid? There's a well, picture. He's dead. Actually, Ahmed Erdogan's dead. Oh yes, in the Cleveland airport. Oh, I I don't know if I took a picture of this. There's a there is on the a mural in the Cleveland airport of like Rock Hall stuff. Uh-huh. And one of it, it's like picture. It's a photo mural. It's not like a drawn, drawn a painted mural of um, going down the halls. And one of the big giant pictures is of Kid Rock performing with Run DMC. <laughs> okay. And he's in a fucking Adidas track suit. And it's 
Kid Rock shows up a lot. Um, I mean, he's inducted Cheap Trick, Aerosmith, and Leonard Skinner. But wow. do you think are we banning him now? Is he done? I mean, Cheap Trick was inducted a few years ago. Okay, but I mean, he show, They asked him. So what I'm saying is, like, he's the Kid Rock is still. I mean, they asked. Is Kid Rock gonna get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't know. I don't think so. But eventually. I think, <laughs> like we we're Before saying LL Cool J does I mean let's be honest well, yeah. we need to have white guys who used to rap first yeah uh, but yeah that's that's like a, a, a weird nightmare scenario but here's the deal though Kid Rock tends to give good speeches and he gave a really good one for Cheap Trick a few years ago yeah he gives great speeches he, like, shows uh, up. in support of Trump right now borp, I borp, hate him borp 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 <laughs> uh, okay and then <laughs> some version of MC5 plays you could still get Machine Gun Thompson on drums he's still alive and then you get Wayne Kramer on guitar. You get two out of the MC5. And then, you know, throw in Morello and maybe, I don't know, De La Rocha. Like, there's people you could throw in to, to perform with them. And you or could, Jack White. Jack White. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, okay. And they... Oh, yeah, get No Doubt in there to perform. <laughs> yeah. Have they... Gwen on vocals. So they get to perform uh, every ceremony the bands that get inducted generally play a set of about three songs. Okay. So what is that set? I think the obvious, obviously, they have to play "Kick Out the Jams." Mm-hmm. Kick out the jams. Um, I think. Did we play it earlier? I like what was you know, it? they have a cover. I mean, back in the USA is a Chuck Berry song. It is the name right. of their album, and it is also a cover they do. And I think that is appropriate for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to play the song back in the USA. Uh, it's huge. Okay, wait. So this single "American Ruse" that was released in 2018 is by Delicate Ruse Steve, is good. Wayne Kramer, and MC5. Who's Delicate Steve? Someone who was filling in for one of the dead members of MC5 has got to be my guess. I know Delicate Steve. Wait, what? Okay, he's, he's a uh, I would an indie rock performer. I don't know. He's like a mm-hmm. he's a young guy. Okay, I do you know him personally? I... Yeah, we have played shows together. And stuff. Oh, okay, great. Wow. And, and, in what great. world would this we... is... I truly thought Delicate Steve was uh, someone we would never know the identity. Delicate Steve. Delicate Steve. Yeah, I'm imagining that he's... Very nice guy. That he is playing... I'm uh, curious what this is. The role of Rob Tyner. Should I I throw on the Delicate Steve version? Kick out the jam, motherfucker. And and they're doing which American Ruse? Yes. Okay. Interesting. American Ruse would be a good third short list. Yeah. All right, let's see with the hat that says okay. look around you or what is it? Let's yeah. Take a look around, which is one of their This is our man our man Del Steve. Del Steve. And Wayne Kramer, the original guitarist and the guy who's kind of carrying the torch for MC5 at this point, is playing on this. On the cover of his own song. So this is a this is a cover of of, of a an song MC5 that they song. Did. Yes. So they're re-releasing it because it feels timely. Yes, I suppose. This Sounds was posted by Anti Records, June 2018. All right. Cool. So that's that's a good that's a good choice. I mean, if you want to hear the, I have a feeling the original sounds a lot like that. Uh, I like the I like the raw production on this one. Yeah. It's more Yeah, I like this. I prefer it. You prefer the MC5 version? Yes, I do. Damn. 
she went for it. But then the back in the USA, like I was saying, it's a Chuck Berry cover, uh, and would be appropriate. So yeah, I think they would play that. I think you, ha yeah, Chuck yeah. Berry's the first person ever inducted into the hall. Oh. So I think it's like a tip of the hat to yeah. the history aspect of it. Kick out the jams, back in the USA. Maybe Ramblin' Rose. Maybe Motor City's Burning because that like has a lot of political. Yeah. Uh, Man, this kicks ass. I'd be really happy if they got in. That'd be great. It would be good. I don't think it'll happen. Will but it happen? Would I Who be, knows? In a righteous um, world. But yeah, if it happens this year, we'll be there. You're coming with us, Michael. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if it happens, you're coming. Yeah. That's, that the contract be... that you sign yeah. when you walk in here. Congrats. We're oh. going to New York. All right. It'll be at the Barclays Center. It's going to be in New York this year and not in Cleveland, so. Has it always been in Cleveland? It's it every other every year. Oh, uh, okay. So this is a good year. So this is a good year. Where uh, apparently the bands will be pretty good and the induction will be in New York City. Yeah. It'll be pretty fun, the Big Apple. A place where we know more <laughs> Oh, you, you must, oh, you clearly must have been there before. Oh, I've been there. I've what been was, there. I mean, the, but what was that term you just the, used? Wait, Some sort of big. The Big, the, the big Apple. Oh, oh, yeah. So you must be an expert. Wow. Yeah, it's it's the the big apple. Oh, I've, I got to write that down. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. We'll, we'll say that going forward. <laughs> gonna, that's how I'm we'll refer say to this, it. Locals, ne this year. It's going to be in the big apple. Yeah, let me try it. The big apple. Good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Thanks. So yeah. I'm tr I'm trying. Locals. Uh, speak, spe <laughs> <laughs> speaking of other cities, uh, Michael, are you? Oh yeah. If you want to plug any shows you got coming up. Are you are you on the road anytime soon? Um, I'm not I'm not really on the road right now. I I'm playing some some shows around LA here. Okay, and there. great. I, I've just I've been writing a lot. Um, we got a new record coming out. Potentially? Yeah, fourth record. Yeah, fourth record. Yeah, before the burnout. <laughs> yeah, the last record. <laughs> Bef uh, I think I'll try to map some of the burnout into the record to keep Ooh, it organic. Smart, yeah. Very smart. Like the last mm -hmm. couple songs kind of get off tempo. Um, but yeah, I'll just I, I'm I'll just be around Los Angeles and um, eventually next year playing some shows with Ty Siegel. Oh, great. Um, did mostly that this year and just writing my own stuff. So nothing really exciting to promote right now, but I'll be bouncing around. Where can people find out about you? If they want to hear your music, if they would like to know when your shows are, what's your what's your internet presence like? Well, I have I have to I have to make sure to get the domain again. Michaelcronin.com. <laughs> My card just expired, so I have to get on that. Oh, um, really or Instagram and Twitter and there's a Facebook page all Michael Cronin, M-I-K-A-L. Right. Um, I've been light on the social media lately, but I'll I'll start I'll start posting stupid pictures and stuff again soon. And this will get you back. Yeah. This will get me back. Yeah. yeah. This is it. You'll have yeah. you'll have to say I'm on the spot on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It'll to... be my first tweet in a few months. Yeah. You'll perfect. have to activate get your army of uh, followers. Yeah. Crone bones. Crone bones. The crone bones. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard. Welcome to the crone zone. <laughs> uh, and your your music and albums are available on iTunes, right? iTunes. Anywhere you can get music. All, I would all the all the, the your local record store. Yeah. If they don't have it, tell them to get it. Yeah. Call them up. Call yeah. them up. Yell. Well, Yell and scream, throw fit. Please. Say, we we are uh, we Jones demand. and Fur Cronin. We, yeah, listen. <laughs> Jones and we got the Crone Jones. For Crones, in. Crones Jones. Yeah. We're we in the... the... <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up with gold. Good evening, Clearly. everyone. I'm the Michael Cronin. <laughs> All right, Kristen. Uh, you got anything? 
you know, you can find me at KStud across all social media platforms. If you go to my website, hellokristen.com, you can find where my next shows are. I'm going to be doing a bunch of just shows around Lovelies. LA recent uh, in the coming weeks. And then, yeah, I got my show at the Comedy Central stage on December 6th. It would be very cool if, if, if a you lot all of showed up. Everyone who listened to this, <laughs> if should every show single, up. if every person who listens to this show just got a free ticket to that, <laughs> it is free. It is free. It's free at the Comedy Central stage. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Joe K Joe K on Twitter at Joe Qua on Instagram, and I will be headlining the Velveeta Room in Austin on November second and third. Uh, I'll be doing some other shows. That's the last weekend before the election. The election, correct. Ooh. So I, I will be out there. Uh, canvassing for beto <laughs> i'm not kidding you better <laughs> i am not joking <laughs> I will, i'll bring them up during my set uh, you, oh of people yeah who oh that'll be that'll really voters. help i'm sure they're likely voters uh great well rate and review us on itunes we appreciate it five stars five only. stars only uh subscribe if you have questions thoughts if you want to scream at us if you want to sing at us rockhallpod at gmail.com it's pretty hard to sing in an email but i i think you Throw can some find a way music note emojis in there and i think you're you're solid yeah, yeah. And maybe use italics yeah that'll help an attachment Ooh. dare i say That's voice fun. memo Ooh, yeah hello yeah. email yeah come on it works Get yeah together you hit the little arrow and it says where you want to send this to and you click on the mail Just say i love the pod and say, yeah. I love the pod. You know, for say, example. For example. Also, um, yeah, if you want to send us reminders in the future that we're going to try mobilize. to endorse a candidate and mobilize our listeners. <laughs> mobilize when I've done, the troops. Yeah. Also, please, everybody vote. I I say it every week now. Cause, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, vote. But go to the museum and vote. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we want to thank uh, Ted Tramper, Luce Fold, Natalie Garcia-Mayor, and Betts the Dog for opening their doors, letting us use their equipment. We want to thank Yusu Kim for the music, Mike Lloyd for the logo. Uh, thank you guys so much. This does continue our special coverage of the 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee announcement and eventual induction. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.